Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Oak Strength Performance Radio. I'm joined here today with Coach Matt Mulvana and our special featured special guest, Coach Trace Nowak. It's me. They don't get better. It, it, it does. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if we had outtakes, we sh- we need to insert outtakes into this thing because it'd be much more exciting. We have a 50-minute conversation that we should insert yeah. into this thing. Pre-takes. Gosh. <laughs> Next time. Once we figure out technology better, this will be... <laughs> but it won't lot. be as funny because most of That's the things true. we're surrounding yeah, not figuring out technology. Although every yeah. day, Grace, is a good conversation. <sighs> yes, every day is a good conversation. Anytime we speak. Trace, tell the people, because of the millions that might be listening to this, not all of them might know... The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> that is Coach Trace. He does exist. I feel bad for them. You want to give them a little background on on how you, who you are, how you've gotten to this point? Yeah, so um, I played hockey most of my childhood life. I played a lot of sports, but hockey was like my main sport. Um, and then I got really bad grades, so my mom stopped letting me play hockey. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really do much in a, terms of organized sports until... I was about 20, and I was dating this girl that played volleyball, and uh, I was like, well, I guess I'll just learn how to play volleyball because I don't want to teach you how to skate. <laughs> so started doing that, and So that was time, the easier decision very, of the two. Very much gotcha. so. I mean, okay. it, there's that and the whole fact that, like, there aren't a lot of co-ed hockey leagues to join, play with your girlfriend, so. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> um, there's a lot more co-ed volleyball leagues, so I, I, that was, like, the basis of my decision. And she was coaching at the time at, uh, at Rockford Volleyball, and so... I started learning how to play volleyball and coaching with her because I was clingy at 20. <laughs> so, um, so then I like I kind of fell in love with it because it was like I like learning things and I just kept learning new things and then coaching was like a whole nother side of it. So I kept learning about that and then boys volleyball was kind of starting to grow around that time in the high school scene. So then I got into that and um, yeah, I pretty much spending all of my free time doing volleyball and then broke up with her. (laughs) (laughs) No, I go from here. (laughs) So I I kept coaching. Um, I was coaching on my own and then I was going to college at NIU and then I was like, well, try and play club volleyball at NIU. And I thought that like, maybe I would be good enough and I just wasn't ready at the time. And so I was like, back up everything. I was back up outside, back up setter, back up libero. And uh, I was still getting really bad grades, so I made it through preseason, and then I got, I got let go by NIU. <laughs> <laughs> they broke up with me, um, and so yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually play a club season there. Um, and then at that time, I joined Amanda Carlson for the rest of her club season. Her team had qualified for nationals, and we ended up taking third. Um, and then the whole next year, I assisted her again. And um, at that time, she had asked me after we took their nationals, clearly there has to be something good going on. So she's like, if you ever want to come assist me at school, feel free. And I was like, I think I need to go back to college still. (laughs) 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 Got to get back into NIU. And uh, so I said no. And then I think like three weeks into the season, I was there every practice with her. Um, Went through the school season, joined on officially next year. Went on with her, did assisted uh, her for club next year, took third at nationals again, started the third place curse. <laughs> um, 
Just and, couldn't win the whole thing, huh? Yeah, no, just couldn't. Just couldn't get past the hump. And to be honest with you, getting third at Nationals means you 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 lost your last game because oh. they don't even play off third. Oh. So it's it's like a participation third. It, it's oh. it's not a good feeling to end with, but third's better than fourth or fifth. Um, but yeah, so then VC United became a thing, and Rockford Volleyball kind of split. Um, and I was still continuing to like grow more with it, and Rockford Volleyball was kind of like more of a Excuse me. Uh, more like a, I don't say mom and pa, but more of like a low key. Just make your high school team, you know, enjoy volleyball. Yeah. And VC United was more like, you want to play collegiately, um, learn how to become an athlete, a collegiate athlete. Um, more of that lifestyle. Uh, so Amanda said she was going, so I was like, well, I guess I'm going. <laughs> and uh, so I assisted her one more year. At that time, we moved to Belvedere North, I believe. I think that was the same year. Um, we took, actually, Eric, the owner of VC United, his daughter's team, me and Amanda, I assisted her again, and we, I think we got like 10th at Nationals, something like that. So, we got worse. <laughs> 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 um, and that's the last time I placed high at Nationals. <laughs> um and so then after that season, uh, I broke off on my own and decided to leave the nest and fly solo. Uh, I think I also took a job here at VC United at that same year. Um, coached two teams, and yeah, I just, I don't know, I like volleyball a little bit. So it's two years later than that now. So how just happened. Is, is Amanda okay with, like, you breaking off now? I mean, oh, how yeah. sad is she going to yeah, be? Now I'm is she going to be okay? The Guilford head coach, uh, she she's definitely sad. I mean, I'm sad too. We're obviously we're really good friends and and stuff, but she's all right. I mean, she you know, she knew sometime it was going to happen. She just would prefer it to be in two years, <laughs> I think, <laughs> after after that team's gone. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So in the way of in, in the way of coaching, like because so much of this club is the development of of the athlete, yeah. starting them you know, relatively young and lower key, less competitive, and then slowly ramping that up, you know, through the years. And then yep. even when they go off to college and in the summer, they, they're coming back and playing yep. alumni stuff and, and it, it being fun. Yep. Talk about what do you see a kid that's successful with that progression of low key 12 year old, just here having fun playing yep. because their friends are translating into, you know, somebody that, that wants to take it to the next level and, and truly excel. I mean, I could lie to you and say that, like, dedication and all this is the way. Uh, one of the best ways is to be really freaking athletic okay. and talented. <laughs> uh, you can be pretty lazy if you're really good. However, the average person, how the normal person gets through it is, um, first off, they have to love the sport. I don't think you can dedicate as much time as we dedicate to this and not really enjoy what you're doing because we spend way too much time doing it for that. Um but I think the the drive to get better, wanting to always get better and, and accepting failures and wanting to, you know, fix those and become better is definitely something that you see in a lot of the kids that make it all the way through and become really successful. Because um, there are different levels of what yeah. people would qualify as successful. Some yeah. people going to 100%. big, big D1 schools. Some, yeah, some people, people going to D3 and thrilled yeah. out of their mind. Yeah, some people think that they're a failure if they don't make Big Ten, and some people are super happy to play at a D3 school. And um, Yeah, success is definitely on an individual 
level. My definition of success here is individual. You know, the people who achieve what I think was their peak or close to their peak or tend to be very dedicated, tend to love volleyball, tend to be very open to failure and um, wanting to improve, always wanting to improve. So to talk negatively now, <laughs> so the kids that, that the kids that don't, so basically what you just, just said there, kids that you love when kids optimize their performance. Not everybody's going to come in with that six foot one frame and, yeah. you know, <laughs> no. just lean yeah. and smooth, da, da, da. Some some of them are built like me, and yeah, you know, or me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> genetic trash cans here, yes. and you got to <laughs> overcome mountains, over, yeah, overcome yeah. things. But so kids, that, kids that don't that that underachieve, kids that that don't hit where they could, yeah. What are I mean, why? Why does that happen? What are the big things that you see where kids don't don't achieve what they could? Lack of interest. Um, I think one of the big things is kids who like especially the more athletic kids who get into this and excel early. Um, and then they start to fail and they're not used to failing. And the people who don't take that well tend to peter out. Um, you know, and I'm talking petering out could be the difference between going to a really good division one school to a, you know, mid to lower level division one school. Cause again, it's all relative. It could mean you don't play in college at all. It could mean you just don't get to play at a school that you otherwise could have. Um, Cause again, it's all based on, your athletic God-given ability or whatever you want to say. So, Unless they train with us. But, yeah, yeah I got exactly. your point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I followed you. There's, there's, everybody's got a <laughs> ceiling and a floor, right? That's true. Yeah. You only do so much. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, sorry, because you said based off of failure. Like, mm-hmm. kids just I think talk that about that. There's a lot of kids that they are really good when they start because either they're giant or they're really fast or they just pick up on stuff quickly. But everybody hits a point at which, like, you have to grind and you have to work hard and things are no longer coming easily. Some people that's 19, some people that's 13. I mean, it's different for everyone, but there, you there, you definitely see athletes that they will hit a point where they are no longer seeing the success they did before. And it's an, are you going to get better or are you going to continue to get worse moment? And for some people, it's like, they're kind of okay with it and they stay in the middle, but there's definitely kids who take advantage of that and go, I'm okay with failing as long as I'm trying to get better. And there's other kids who are like, I hate failing. I'm just not gonna, I'm not going to challenge myself anymore. So. What influences that? Do you think? I, I, to be honest with you, I think a lot of it's just personality based who you are. Some people are okay with failing just by birth. And then I think some of it's, you know, it's like nature nurture. I'm sure some of it's upbringing, so I don't. That stuff I try not to get into because I'm not a philosopher or psych. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know the word for it. So clearly, psychologist or whatever. So Philosophizer. I, I, I just try to do volleyball and deal with kids the best way possible, and just try to find different ways to motivate. But there's definitely some kids who, you, I mean, you can't crack that failure barrier. Then I can't really do much for you. Gotcha. So you think that's a lot of that that that. that that's an individualist thing that mm-hmm. they have to get over that. You got to figure that uh, yeah. out. I mean, people can help, but people can help at some point. It's up to you. You know, if you even think about a team, I'm coaching 10 kids at a time. I can't sit there and babysit Kara and leave Rachel, Jaden and Ella off mm-hmm. to themselves. You know, um, I, it's, I have to treat everyone equally yeah. and be fair. So, you know, if you take up more of my time because I'm trying to motivate you, I only have so much time I can give you. Yeah. Motivation so. should be given. Effort should be given. Exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, to be honest with you, whether intentional or not, I'm just going to end up giving you less attention because I get more out of it from other people. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Favorite thing about coaching? I, I like the personal interactions, I think. Like making people better at something that they want to get better at. I like the relationships afterwards. I made a lot. I was actually just thinking about this a couple of days ago. I've, I've networked. I don't want to say network because that makes it seem like it's like business driven or something, but I've just created a huge <coughs> network of people that I know now and not just kids with their parents and you know, sometimes aunts and uncles. You got super fan at Belvedere North who's Caitlin Leiter's aunt. Um, <laughs> and I love her. She's awesome. So, you know, just, I like people. You and, know that I'm mm. people person. So. And, and people like you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it'd be really weird if I liked people a lot and they didn't like me. That would be a sad existence. <laughs> And those are relationships, though, that can last forever. Yeah, like, yeah. And you never know where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I've had athletes I've coached in the past that have come back and coached. Yeah. You know, and they could turn out to be great assistants, and now they're, yep. you know, coaching at their own program. And yeah. Like, as a coach, that's, whoa. I think that's the best feeling is when yeah. you get a kid that you coached who ends up coaching because mm-hmm. – like, you know, the the volleyball thing is actually kind of short in their lifetime. Yeah. The actual playing. I mean, you can go on and play as an adult, but the the structured playing for a school thing short. But then when they come back and coach, that's like a whole nother level of feel good. Yeah. Because, you you know, you definitely impacted their life then. Worst thing about coaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, really the worst thing about coaching is like um, it can be kids. You know, you can get stuck with a bad kid all season, and I can take a bad parent because usually that's just education, and I feel like I can, I can get through to most parents. But kids is, you got a bad kid, it's like in club you're stuck with it. Mm. So at school you're kind of stuck with it too if you don't see it early enough. Because I, I mean, I'll cut a kid for attitude. I have no issue. Um, in club, once they're on the <laughs> team, unless they really screw up. Yeah. You're kind of stuck with them. Yeah, but it, parents can be pretty bad too. And you think that's an education thing on the parent side of things? I think a lot a lot of the people that I – because I'm not afraid to have those conversations with parents, so I, I talk to them a lot, and I'm pretty open about everything, and I try to educate them. So I would say probably 95% of the parent issues are around education, the 5% others not talking to their kids. Because every kid I've coached is well aware of why the things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very blunt and open. They know why they're on the bench. Oh, and because I'm usually talking to them on the bench about why they're on the bench. So, um, and if you let it fester with the kid, it's going to fester with oh, the yeah. parents. Yeah, it's like a order of magnitude, right? It's like yeah. s- square. Whatever the kid feels, the parent feels it way more. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I've always been under the uh, the impression that if you treat the kid right and you uh, you're open and honest with the kid, that it makes your parent interactions easier. But doesn't solve everything. Yeah. Well, and we were talking before we, we hit record that, you know, volleyball, primarily a girl's sport. Mm-hmm. When we grew up, it was a yeah. girl's sport coached by girls, played by girls. Yep. You know, that <clears throat> we, we, we knew nothing about it. Yeah. Like, it just, they kept changing the rules and rally yeah, scoring they did. versus this. <laughs> I feel like this game goes to 21, now it's only 20 or 25, and yep. this one's 15, and I don't get it, and I didn't get it. No, I, I mean, obviously, I... I played hockey. Yeah. I got into it because of a girl. Yeah. And, yeah, it's still 
it's still pretty female dominated. I feel like at the at the club level. Yeah. Um but it's it's changing. Guys are on the rise. Yeah, guys are definitely on the rise. Guys volleyball is on the rise. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'm the boys director of volleyball here at VC United, so I'm well aware of the boys side of things. Leading I, them to greatness. Yeah. High level men's volleyball is fun to watch though. It is. It oh is. Oh my gosh. It's different. So, like, I really like women's volleyball because I think it's a much more technical, yes. um, strategical game, whereas men's volleyball is much more power and athleticism, okay. which is super fun to watch. But I, I think I like coaching girls a little more. Because it's technical. More, yeah, it's side. more technical. Yeah. There's a lot I, of parallels with basketball in that way. Yeah. Because like I, yep. I would say the exact same thing about yep. the basketball teams I've coached. is like, guys' game is so much – faster yeah. and so much they rely so much more on athleticism and power versus basketball know-how skill yes. yep. understanding a position um i loved coaching my girls teams just because it was more basketball and coaching. you feel like you have more of an impact right? exactly yeah, yeah. you yeah. can you can control that as a coach mm-hmm. a little bit more whereas on a boy side i'm gonna press you because if my guys are more athletic than your guys, you're yeah. going to turn the ball over, yep. and our offense is going to be our defense. Yeah. Uh, I Especially, that. I think, like, it's even more so in basketball, I feel like, because, you know, average height of women is lower than the average yeah. height of men, and the rim height's the same. Yeah. Whereas in our sport, the net's lower. Yeah. So, you, like, you get a little more of that power and athleticism. It has a little bit more of an effect, I feel like, than in women's basketball. But it's still definitely a more technical game. But yeah, because yeah, like you don't see tips in the men's game. Everybody's <laughs> six foot ten when yeah. they when they lay down, yeah. they cover half the court. Tip so it with their forehead. All they have to do is fall, and the ball's up. Whereas yeah. you know, when when six foot eight is like a complete outlier in the women's game, I mean, there's a lot. The court's the same size. Yeah, they take up a little less of it. What's the height difference on the net? Eight inches, I think. Yeah, okay, I think it's seven four and eight feet. It's like seven eleven and three quarters or something stupid. Yeah. And then I think it might be like seven four and. Six eighths or seven eighths. I don't know. It's because it's coming from. I think it's a metric system. Okay. So. Yes. Those Europeans. I know. Well, the three meter line does sound way cooler than the ten foot line. It's a good point. Where do you see? We'll wrap this up here. Where do you see volleyball on the guy side and the girl side going over the next five years, ten years w- within the U.S. here? Within the U.S., um, uh, five years, I don't know how much change is going to happen. It's kind of hard to say. Boys volleyball is one of the fastest-growing sports. I think women's volleyball is still growing. It's just not growing as fast as men's volleyball. But that Can I say it's pretty big, sense. though? What's that? I mean, girls' volleyball is how, how big of a sport in comparison to other ones? Like, is it? I'm jaded because I watch a ton of it, and I don't watch many other sports. Um but, I, I mean, our national championship game for college gets played on ESPN, too. So that's kind of gotcha. telling. They they don't play any games during the regular season. That's on the women's side. I don't even know if the men's championship gets broadcast. I don't think it does. I, I, I might be wrong, but I feel like it's in a dead period for sports, too. Yeah. So it's like a <laughs> yeah. real slap in the face. Yeah, like there's nothing going on. <laughs> it's like, like, I think... I, it's on the Ocho. I really feel like I should know this, but I feel like it's <laughs> after NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs. Maybe it isn't, but it just feels like it should be on TV, and they're just like, nah. But it's definitely growing. Um, the Olympics help, I think. Yeah. 
So every four years, it probably picks up a little more than it normally does. Um, All those non-corona years. Yeah, yeah. Well, not yeah. Now every five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you think factors like like if you look at football and other contact sports that like concussions yeah. and stuff like that, more parents are looking at a sport like volleyball. Yeah. Especially on the boys' side, is more of a like, hey, that's a non-contact sport. Yeah. My kid's going to be safer in that sport. Let's try that first and see what it looks like. Do you think that drives up I'm participation? Sure. Yeah, I definitely think it does. I mean, don't tell anyone, but I'm pretty sure I've gotten as many concussions from other sports say, I have in volleyball because <laughs> I can't seem to stop getting hit in the face. But yeah, well. <laughs> most of them are coaching, <laughs> just standing there and somebody misses the ball. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think – I mean, yeah, the toll on your body is nowhere near what it is on, in terms of a contact sport. Yeah. You know, I mean, I obviously – and I, I came from hockey and – Going to volleyball, it's like you don't really worry about your body at all. Whereas in hockey, it was like I have to learn how to take a hit. I have to learn how to avoid getting hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and hitting such a major part of the game. Football, obviously, the whole goal is to bring someone down. Volleyball, the whole goal is just to put a ball down on another side of the court that you can't touch. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you have an actual barrier in between you and the other team. So I definitely think that's a big part of why in today's society with the so much focus on concussions and, and just – lifelong injuries that that's why part of why it's growing yeah that'll help volleyball yeah. over time here because yeah. on the on the athletic training side of things like it's the power and speed that you need to be a really high level volleyball player is no different than the no power different. and speed yeah. that no, you need to you know not. elite level basketball no I, football yeah. like we'll take as fast and as powerful as we can get exactly yeah, yeah. and i think that's not that I, you know i guess going into this again not playing volleyball myself all these years but that's been the fun piece. Mm-hmm. Like they're explosive they're and strong explosive. and powerful and yeah, like Brooklyn athletes. Messenger type. Yeah, just freaky strong. Yeah, you watch this kid walk out and they're like, "How are you even walking right now?" <laughs> and then you get them out on a volleyball court and they jump and their heads above the net. Yeah, they're twisting and they just yep. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it. I think it definitely gets a rep where it's like less athletic. Whereas I think it's one of the most athletic because yeah. you're so free to be athletic because yes. yeah. there's no comp, there's no contact. Yeah. You, you know, when you're going up, when you leap 40 inches in the air to go catch a football and you know, somebody's shoulders are at your ankles, you're that's in your head. It might not be for everybody, but there's no real thought of that in volleyball. Yeah. You're just trying to go as high as you can every single time. Cause there's no consequences. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely, and we're just talking about indoor. Like sand volleyball yeah. is a completely different type of athletic beast. Yeah, the worst the worst injury you're going to get is sunburn. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real sand. <laughs> sand cancer brash. can be real. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the long term health effects. I also think that the uh, um, the longevity in terms of the ability to play after you're done playing yeah, is one of the reasons sport. why. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lifetime sport. Now you've got. I mean, they have. 80-year-old-plus USAV national um, tournaments. So I think that, that, you know, as people are looking for something that they can commit kind of their life to, yeah, this is definitely one of those things. You can't play. I mean, you can't even really play basketball. Eventually. Eventually you break I mean, My down. dad stopped playing yeah. at, like, 45. Yep. I, I play with people who are 55 still in volleyball. It's yeah. big in the adapted sports world, too. Yes. Like sitting yeah, volleyball is a huge, yeah. huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can actually just do it without really moving. Yeah. So you don't need a leg. 
I do like that lifelong thing because mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many of our, our adults that come in here and train and they, they haven't actually jumped in yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Like tried to get off the ground. And then, I mean, what, what a healthy thing it is in which to jump. Yeah. Yes. Broad yeah. jump, vertical jump, one leg jump, whatever. And they just, they've never, yeah. ever done it. But you, you keep up with a sport like volleyball. Yeah, you jump a lot of times <laughs> in a game. <laughs> you know? And you have fun doing yeah. it too. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I always, so. I mean, when you can make working out fun, that's the best way, right? And I think that, you know, a sport that you can play for a long time into your life is just a fun workout, really. Yeah. yeah. It's a game. It is. Games it's are a fun. Game. Games are fun. Well, Trace, thank you. We appreciate your yeah, time absolutely. here. Thank we you know guys. you're a busy guy. You got lots Super going on. Busy today. You got a lot to do later. <clears throat> Holy cow. <laughs> we were able to pencil you in. Um, if people want to follow you on the on the social, Trace, because you're a big deal, where where do they follow you on the medias? I mean, really, the only thing I ever really post anything on is my Instagram, and that's T underscore N-O-3, and all you're really going to get out of that is Volleyball, dogs, and things that I cook. Yeah. Which yeah, the, thing, the, the things, things that you, that you cook, cook are, are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you know, i got to have another hobby other than volleyball. Otherwise, <laughs> I think good. I'd go crazy. And your fiance is lucky. Y- yes, she definitely is. I remind her every day. Yeah. We need well, to have a cooking podcast. I would be so Ooh, down for that. Need to do. Yep. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. She has to listen to this podcast so she knows how lucky you are because we said it yes. and we're recording it. So, yeah. basically, it's it's. I'm just going to replay gospel. that part. And then give us a review. Reply. Yeah, yeah. She better five star it. Reply. Yeah. yeah, no four stars. Four else. There's no room for improvement here. <laughs> yes. Zero. We're nailing it. <laughs> awesome. Guys, thank you. I appreciate your time.